such a privilege to, to meet people like yourselves who, you know, are really also passionate for, for women in the space. I want to just quickly say it, it's, been, it's been such a bro club like the last 15 years and, it, and even more so now. So it's so refreshing to see women, young women like yourself coming into the space. And, you know, we, you know, the, the cost of not doing so is greater than the cost of doing so. And so, um, yeah, let's just talk about how exciting it is for women, you know, right now. Welcome to the Sisterhood Club podcast, where we talk all things business, Web3 and NFTs. We're on a mission to educate, elevate and empower women into the world of Web3. So join us on this journey as we learn together from leading experts. And remember, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. So please do your own research and enjoy today's episode. Welcome to another episode of the Sisterhood Club podcast with myself, Georgie Hubbard. And me, Pam Caldwell. So today we are super excited about our guest and uh, Pam has written a little uh, little bio about our guest today. So over to you, Pam. You can kick it off. I have. Um, today we are privileged to have Liza Boston with us. Liza is an early stage women-led VC angel investor with a passion for Web3, MFT, NFTs, crypto and gaming projects. She is a serial digital disruptor and is always at the forefront of technology. She has many achievements to talk to and coupled with a larger than life personality. I am excited to get into this one. So Liza, over to you. I think it's a really nice spot to just kick off hearing a bit about, about you and get into your journey. Well, it's, hey, it's great to be here in the Sisterhood Club. <laughs> yeah, so for me, you know, like I, I, I feel like... Um, a bit of, of an auntie or a, a godmother <laughs> of the space, <laughs> given I really started my career around the Web 2 uh, time, which is probably showing my age a little. But um, just, you know, just thinking back to that time and the excitement and just the, you know, the awe of the kind of read-write web. Um, and I was in, I landed in um, San Francisco, California, uh, as a very kind of bright-eyed young entrepreneur. And you know, I think the last kind of 15 years has been, it's been a slog. You know, we've seen what's happened um, when uh, the powers that be, when the, the kind of the tech falls in the wrong hands. And so this time around with Web 3.0, it just, I've got all the same feels again. It's just so exciting. I feel like I've been sucked into the metaverse. And, um, and you know, I think having that, that kind of the history, I, we're, we're seeing a lot of th- kind of patterns repeating you know, thinking about bear markets and, you know, I, I think back to 1998 when I was in the UK and, you know, the um, it was the first kind of dot-com crash mm-hmm. and everyone just went, oh, I told you so, this is never going to work, this internet thing. <laughs> and now, you know, like we're seeing a lot of those those kind of growing pains with early early crypto bear markets and, and whatnot, but... Um, I'm just, I'm just so excited, like a, like I am a 15 year old again, and mm. I just, it's just such a privilege to to meet people like yourselves who, you know, are really also passionate for, for women in the space. I want to just quickly say it, it's been, it's been such a bro club like the last mm. 15 years, and it, and even more so now. So it's so refreshing to see women, young women like yourself, coming into the space, mm. and you know, we, you know, the the cost of not doing so is greater than the cost of doing so and so um yeah let's just talk about how exciting it is for women you know right now and and how important it is to have conversations like this one million percent and that leads me on to just my first question so you mentioned it was a boys club 
And you were very like, you know, somebody when we first met, you talked about your journey about, you know, going to Silicon Valley, you know, being in the same room as Mark Zuckerberg and all the, the, the big boy players, right? So what was it like as a female in those, in that sort of male dominated world? Like, you know, how did you get your voice out there? How did you get ahead? How did you stand out, you know, in a very, in a very male dominated world? Well, it's a really good, really good question. You know, like I think when I was, you know, 26, 27, 28, I, I grew up under the reign of an older brother who was 15 <laughs> months older and I, and I had that just really intense competitive spirit and I, I'd never, I don't think I'd ever really felt, uh, you know, like discriminated because of my gender at that, at that age, which gave, which I was bold and I was, and I was really, I just, I just thought, I belong here. Mm. I, I deserve to be here. You know, it never crossed my mind the gender thing. But when I got there, mm. there was four women. There was a thousand men, and this was the so Tim O'Reilly ran the who invented the the, the term 2.0 ran the conference, and you know there was Marissa Meyer who was a very early employee from um, from Google. There was Mary Meeker. You know, there was, there was a couple of big names, but that was kind of it. You know, and I, I looked around the room. And I thought, well, geez, you know. These guys, they don't look that smart. <laughs> I mean, I did it. You know, I got, I was, it was fabulous. I got to meet the first guy. I got to meet with this guy called um, Mike Moritz, and I'm like, "Gay mate, crack a I said, "What's your name?" It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm Mike Moritz. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm Liza Boston." <laughs> and he was the guy who seed fun, funded Google. He said, "Well, well, I'm, I'm one of the biggest VCs in the valley." Yeah, and I, I see, I see funded Google. <laughs> so why'd you do that? He said, oh. "He said, well, I met these two Two young, you know, uh, mathematics PhD uh, from uh, from Stanford. He said they were ugly. They didn't have girlfriends, and they were top-notch coders. So I drove up in my in my red Porsche, and they were in their sister's garage, and I wrote them a hundred thousand dollar check. Wow. And he goes, "Oh, there they are. Come and meet them." I was like, "Oh, what?" <laughs> I mean, geez, I just you know, I just launched my first website. I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna the Google guy's gonna Google my website." This is yeah. So yeah, Larry, how you going? And then they, you know, they Googled my my um, my business. Uh, you know, you used the Google Maps, or I, it was it was just kind of. And I just I was standing there thinking, gosh, they're just you know, they're just two dogs. Well, they're no different to any other dogs I know, and I'm a bit of a dog myself. So hey, we're all this <laughs> together. This is great. This is yeah. and yeah. And then Mark Zuckerberg turned up in his thongs, mm-hmm. and he'd sold a two percent share of his business to Microsoft um, for I think it was two hundred fifty million bucks, which is wow. nothing, right? And then mm-hmm. he's up on stage, and they're all yelling, "When's an adult going to run your company?" And I thought, hey, this you know this is great. You know, we can take on the status quo. You know, like yeah. this is the power of the people. Yeah. And that night I got sat next to Rupert Murdoch because they just my news corp had just bought MySpace, yeah, and for five hundred eighty million bucks, and they tanked it because they put all these news corp execs. So you know, like when you get into the inner machinations of Silicon Valley, of what venture capitalism is, of of seeing these guys operating, um, and it's they all live on the same street. It's a network, mm-hmm. and so. For me to crack into that at such an early impressionable age was yeah. it really set the tone for my entire career. Like I, I knew I could pick up the phone and call Mike, oh mate, you know, mm. yeah. who, who wasn't that, even that flash on the dance floor. Yeah, <laughs> and you're going to stand out, right? And one of the things, like, I feel like it's actually quite groundbreaking that as a young woman, you were so interested in going down a path of technology and digital. Where did that stem from? Because I, there's just there's so many challenges that the world faces, um, up, like across the across the globe, um, in terms of trying to encourage young girls 
into technology related subjects and those whole STEM related subjects it really starts at grassroots level can you sort of like reflect on where did the interest come from how did you originally get so interested in everything that technology could offer it's really interesting, and it's often it's about your experience and your environment and your world. And like I said, you know, having that that kind of older brother that um, I was always trying to ride my BMX faster, trying to, you know, I had to bowl all summer because I could never get him out of cricket. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then as it turned out, he had a he had a mate up the road who was who was a hottie who was into into. Um, uh, programming, so I thought oh, I'll get a computer. I'll get, I'll get a Commodore sixty four. <laughs> and I was selling it at Kmart. At Kmart for ten thousand dollars. And so this is in like nineteen eighty three or something. And I was like, oh, you know, Dad, I, I really want one of these Commodore sixty fours. I remember nagging him till he, he got me one. And then we obviously had to do coding. We had to build all our own games. To, to we had to learn how to code just to just to play on the computer. And 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 then kind of I, I took I just. I just kind of took that uh, through high school. And when I got to university, it was my year, because I'm the, exactly the same age as Sergey and Larry. My year was the first year the internet became like the education standard. So mm-hmm. really just being at the cusp of that. Yeah. And arriving and seeing the teachers didn't understand it. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> what? I just took it for granted that I knew how to code and that everyone else did. And that was just a normal thing. It was part of my and – then, and then obviously starting to – building early websites and, and um, when I got my first job as a graduate, um, I was consulting to the board because it was an airline and they didn't understand how to how to build e-commerce systems and, you know, I, I, I remember so, they'd say to me, oh, like, how long would it take you to do this? And I'm like, oh, I'll test them, you know. Oh, it'll take me three weeks. It'll probably take me three days. And they'll say, oh, that's great. I'm like, yes. <laughs> you know, phone parties. <laughs> like, I just – I saw it as a way it – was, it was a way to to – be able to do whatever you want to do yeah. and, and to, to challenge the system. Mm-hmm. And I'm a bit of a, a, a rebel and anarchist. Mm-hmm. You know, what, you know I, I remember, you know, why would people want to work nine to five? Mm-hmm. That just didn't make any sense to me really early on. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, there's, there's, it's trending on TikTok right now, like all these capitalism memes, you know, yeah. why, why are people just seen as these productive assets for shareholders, you know. Mm-hmm. So questioning that, I've always mm-hmm. been kind of into wow. how to recreate the system. Mm-hmm. And the and the the most powerful way to do that is to understand tech. It's just a no brainer, and I I teach my boys that now. Mm. You know, so I imagine your favorite film is The Matrix, as oh. as, as, as is mine. Um, but I'm with you 100. percent Like I've always pushed back. I'm like I didn't like school. I was like I don't like being told what to do. I didn't like the structure. I I've always argued a nine to five job is just. Like, who wants to work nine to five? Like, some people work better in the morning, some people work better in the evenings. I just think we've been so programmed, right? But talking about that program, going back to young girls, like, and how you were just really interested in technology because that was your environment, right? What I think is so important, especially as we move into Web3, is to get women and, and young girls into technology, into tech, into Web3. And I think it's going to be something that we all have to play a part in. So can you sort of maybe share some ideas about how we can do that. So it's, it's interesting because even like at, at my stage in, in my career, you know, which I kind of feel like I've got stripes on my sleeve now from all the highs and lows and trauma and greatness and whatever. Mm. But, I, you know, I see the need for all of my friends mm. to, to come into the – and to understand the Web3 space. So recently, um, uh, kind of late December – I thought, right, I'll pick my top 50 mates, <laughs> friends and colleagues, and I'll drag them in. That's one way to do it. 
So I kind of knocked on their doors and said, right, I've got a group, you're coming in, and that's it. And like, you're my favourite 50. And you made the top 50. And then there was more, you know, they kept coming. And because all of a sudden it's like, well, what's going on? Like, ooh, there's something, you know, interesting there. But I, I can assure you, no, not one single one of those women knew anything. And then mm. after kind of... So, so, you know, really trying – what I, my job to do was to really bring it into their worlds, to, to humanise it. And I, I realised women learn about technology differently mm. and, and, you know, women from – these women are from all amazing backgrounds like banking and finance and, you know, um, social impact and uh, artists and whoever they were and they they're very sceptical, <laughs> very standoffish. And – but – you know, like I was just chipping away, just just kind of saying, well, hey, you know, look what's happening. I think, you know, a good example was like when the war in UK, Ukraine broke out mm-hmm. and there's these um, charity DAOs that started to yeah. set up. And I'm like, so this is mm-hmm. instant action. Like this is how mm-hmm. we get money, you know, across the system. And then we, we kind of looked at why was why was crypto massive in like emerging company uh, mm-hmm. countries like mm-hmm. Argentina and Mexico mm-hmm. and you know like these and or you know in in certain sectors like in the hip hop community and like these are all people who are trying to fight against the status quo you know yeah. and mm-hmm. i mean my my women and my, my challenge to them was look you are you know probably mostly all white privileged women mm-hmm. um, if nothing else, imagine if we could have a social impact yeah. in, the, in the world. And then that's, that, that lit a lot of fires. Mm. And every single woman's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Well, yeah. how do we apply it to world aid? How do we – human rights. Human rights came into it. Mm. Um, you know, uh, and trying to find ways, mm. like really meaningful reasons to use, mm. you know, um, and looking at, you know, um, intergenerational wealth – Looking at um, and and as I you know worked through my career as a as a, a technologist and entrepreneur and then uh, a venture capitalist myself, mm-hmm. I began to see also that women um, there was a, a dearth of women uh, who were deploying capital. Now I, I care about the future for my children and every mm-hmm. every other woman in the room care about mm-hmm. the future of their children families, and you know. Why would you ha- why would you not want to be at that gateway of where the capital's flowing? Yeah. And so that means you need to understand alternative asset classes. You know, like, often the risk profile of women stereotypically mm-hmm. I'm not one of them, but stereotypically mm-hmm. is that risk averse. You know, this is another thing I want to talk about because I I really hate these mm-hmm. these classifications because mm-hmm. I don't think they're right all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in many ways it's identity building and Mm. you head towards what you think about so if you come from the premise you know i'm just going to jump off that rock he did why can't i you know Mm. so i really want to cultivate um women to to understand how to deploy capital both in fiat and crypto Mm -hmm. uh because it's really important because Mm -hmm. it, it changes the game because it that's where you where you see it, we're seeing these eye-watering multiples in tech exits. Mm. And why is it why should it be that just white men get to participate 100%. in that? There's two percent of women get funded from VCs, and it, it is all about unconscious bias. It's yeah. just extraordinary. I sat yeah. I've sat at, at board level in investment committee meetings and uh, I just see how deal fly works. Like I have a, a thousand women, like just organically, naturally coming to me. Because I'm at, I'm at yeah. parties, at dinner parties, you know, I'm attracting mm-hmm. deal flow. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not happening with the men because they're, they're not having those conversations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're at the back of the barbecue flipping burgers or, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. 
And it's just – and then they'll literally sit there and say, I've got no, no bias. Yeah. But you can't even see that you have the un- un- unconscious bias. Mm. So how do we unpack that? Mm. I um, This is one thing that I'm actually really excited to speak, speak to you about today. So if, if we can just like sort of kick off, how did you make the transition from entrepreneur to VC? What did that look like and what sort of really appealed to you about getting into that space? Yeah, well, it's interesting because I did that. I, I made the transition from, uh, from entrepreneur because I, I suppose as an entrepreneur, like you're always you're – always, doing rounds you're always raising capital you're always mm. you know and it always grass is always greener oh, the vcs yeah. have all the fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, i'm gonna be one of those yeah so you know let's go and then you get you get in there and you, and you realize well I'm, I'm a creator i'm a creative i'm a filmmaker as well and i write i write music and i paint and um and and i'm on i've always been on the tools like and have ideas and i think vcs genuinely they're the ones that don't have the ideas because if they did, they'd be doing it. Mm. And they're funding, they're, they're kind of throwing cash at out. They're like standing on the cliff just chucking down mm-hmm. cash. But I'm like, hang on, mm-hmm. no, 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 that's not how you do it. <laughs> you know, so I've, I've recently kind of thought, you know, I've, I want to come back closer to that entrepreneurial vibe. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a real gap. It's like teaching someone how to surf. Like the VC stands on the cliff's throat, come on, surf. Mm. Why are you surfing? Oh, that swells up. <laughs> well, you know, and then there's the venture studio model, which I'm really exploring in, in the metaverse at the moment, where, where I come on the beach with my own surfboard and come out with you and say, hey, this is how you do it. Hold your hand, you duck mm. under the waves. It's going to be okay. This wave's going to smash you. Oh, you're going to be, oh, you're going to wipe out. Oh, it's going to be okay. Take a few breaths, you know, and then push. It's exactly how I teach my boys how to surf. You've mm-hmm. actually got to push them on the wave and then they're fine. And then it takes away. And I think for women, like that's a much better model mm-hmm. because it's, it's really inclusive and iterative and agile and interactive. And, you know, like it's, there's a lot of that, those conversations, you know, heaps of little fireside chats, mm-hmm. it demystifies it and mm-hmm. it makes it even more fun. 100%. Yeah. And I'd love to know, okay, so if I'm a woman listening to this right now and I'm like, all right, Liza, help me. I've got this idea. I want to do this. I want to start this high, this side hustle. I want to start this business. Where do I begin? Well, first of all, I'll say there's no better time because mm-hmm. <laughs> when I started my first business, I, I had to have my own server in the office, my own wow. like, landlines. <laughs> Um, I think that the, when, when I got my first investment, they weren't even plugged in. <laughs> my little sister's on the front desk. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, look, there's no bit of time, you know, like, but, okay, so let's, let's be serious about it. Like, I think you've, first of all, like, you know, you have to, you have to really, really immerse yourself in the space. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you have to be passionate about a space. You have to have some deep domain expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to be really aware that you have to partner with a someone who has deep technological expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, and every every company is not right for venture capital either. You know, mm-hmm. like that when you start thinking about getting into venture, you want to start thinking about uh, you know companies that are high high tech and high growth that can mm-hmm. scale. You know, and um, investors at that level want to, they, you know, they want at least 10x on what they give you, if not more. They're getting 30s and 40s right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're, you're going to go, um, like starting a technology business is is very all-encompassing. You have to be all in yourself. Mm-hmm. So you need a good cash runway. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, your mental health is going to suffer, your physical health. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really conscious about nurturing, you know, great techniques to, to not, lead to burnout mm. um, I'm, I'm really thinking about 
the future as well, you know, in a capitalist consumptive state, is, is that kind of growth important mm. always? Is it not? Um, yeah, so you have to... You have to kind of, you know, you need, you need cash, you need time, and you need really good networks, mm-hmm. and you want to you want to really lean into your networks, mm-hmm. um, and that's how you get ahead. Mm-hmm. And what kind of mistakes do you see people make? You know, when they come into pitch to VCs or just generally starting a business, like what are the common mistakes that you're seeing time and time again? Yeah, well, there's been there's been lots of people in COVID and <laughs> kind of coming up with ideas and mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, I think you can you, you can kind of self fund. You can get to a point where you can you know invest hundred grand, five hundred, a million, mm-hmm. two million, and get to a point, and then realize you, you can't get any further. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be really aware of what your capabilities are. Mm-hmm. And I, I personally have made that mistake many times. <laughs> like oh, I'm CEO, chairman, I'll be everything, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. know when to step back, know when to get the experts in, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 understand that. You know, like like when you're building tech, it's it's agile, it's mm-hmm. ongoing, it mm-hmm. doesn't ever end. Mm-hmm. It's you don't just like launch an app, walk away, and go to the beach. You know, like it's a mm-hmm. it, it's a fully blown large enterprise to mm-hmm. to to run. You know, a sophisticated technology business. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's not easy. It's, yeah. So you you've got to do a lot of research and mm-hmm. and really speak to speak to quality people that mm-hmm. have experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that have runs on the board, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm a big fan of the, the cold call, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've done that my whole my whole career because I've, mm-hmm. you know, I identify who's the best, and I just call them, mm-hmm. and you know, and and when you're setting up a time, you got you got to be really, really careful to make it worthwhile for the person that you're speaking to as well. Yeah. So you, you know, you do it in you respect their diaries, you know, do it in their time, mm-hmm. come to them with an idea that you think they're they can add value to mm-hmm. more than cash that's mm-hmm. the other thing like money is fungible like mm-hmm. it's everywhere right now but it's about what can these investors bring that are more than money so you know domain experience deep networks revenue um and, and it has to be an exchange you know so mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a two it's a two-way thing and mm-hmm. you can get a, a really long way doing that if you if you do it right yeah, absolutely. So I'd love to dive in now because we've got a lot of women listening to this who are new to crypto, new to Web3, new to NFTs. If you were explaining it to somebody with like no idea about any of this, like where would you begin? How would you sort of like just make it super simple for people to understand like what is an NFT, what is Web3 and, and why does it matter? Yeah, well, this is this is a great um, question because I get this every Friday, yeah. Saturday night. <laughs> at the basketball yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter if they're 17 or 77 yeah i've i've distilled it right down to like i, I see web 2 as a you know as tech services and web 3 is a tech product mm, so okay. if you think about all the web 2 companies like your spotify your spotify your netflix your you know your epic games fortnites you know where you're participating um and transacting in um, technical environments, but you you don't ever own any of the assets right. in the game or mm-hmm. the music or whatever it is that you're doing. You, mm-hmm. You're paying that to another company, and that's just a service. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Web three environments, it's an it's a literal renaissance for artists, mm-hmm. and for me, like that's the most exciting thing. Like being an artist and a technologist and a community builder. Like they're my three things that I love, and and they they're coming together in this beautiful way, and so. 
It's about creating digital assets that you can own and, uh, you know, on sell or you can stake or you can uh, save, but they're yours. Mm. And so I think I think that's the at its highest level. Like if you can think about it like that, mm. it's um, you know like if I if I play a a Web two game with the boys, mm. like we'll say uh, NBA two K something like that. In the game, like kids and gamers are really used to. Um, you know, in-game transactions. I think yeah. in terms of digital media, gaming is just 50 times more revenue than any other sport, like like music or, you know, whatever else is going on. Um, so, you, you know, you're in the game, you're playing, you're in Fortnite, you buy a skin. Mm. You can play to earn or you can purchase. Um, and, you know, you kind of – kids are doing that already – but in in the Web three environment, like when you when you buy the skin, you own it, and and it, depending on the the kind of smart contract it's written on, you can take that in between worlds, in between games. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really Web three is more about identity building. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that everything. I was as I was actually on my stand up paddleboard paddling down the um, Anglesey River, and. It was a beautiful morning and birds were out and it was a gorgeous sunrise. And I noticed that the river was like a mirror. It was flat. And the, so, the, so the sky was reflecting beautifully on, on, the, like on the river as, as I was paddling along. I thought, ah, that's the metaverse. Because when I look at the sky, like all these parts of my brain light up. I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. It's yeah. mm, so. And then I look, at, I look in the river. I'm like, oh, the same, I have the same feelings. Mm. And so... There's, it's creating a world that's, it's where people, people come to and people flock. Like there will be no metaverse if people aren't attracted to it, mm-hmm. and they don't want to hang out there and create communities and interact in certain ways. And mm-hmm. see, kids who are, you know, like 10, 11, 12 now, um, they, they, it's just scrolling's just not enough. Like it needs to be, three D. It needs mm-hmm. to be immersive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be, and it's already starting to become like that, you know. Mm. If, if you look at Snap Maps or you look at the way kids find their friends now. Mm. I, I know this because I did hack. I had to hack one on the weekend to find some kids. <laughs> but it's just such a different experience. Imagine being able to see all your friends where where they all are on a Friday night, you know, mm. round town. Yeah. And they're all of a sudden, that, so they're avatars now and they're morphing into avatars and then mm. and then we come home and we get into our game and then all of a sudden it's social mm-hmm. and then <clears throat> we're having these whole worlds and discussions in the game and then we're, we're in these, we're, we're already tra- traversing through these worlds. Like I might have the one conversation in seven or eight different lands already. It might be Instagram, Twitter and mm. then Fortnite and then, yeah. you know, some other epic game and then you know so it's it's a natural progression mm-hmm. and now working in the metaverse now it's it's kind of um i i can see it you know and mm-hmm. i can see because i think i understand the technology the back end and i understand where the eyeballs are going and that's where the money flows and mm-hmm. so if you're if you have a business and you're mm-hmm. not thinking about this now, mm-hmm. you're not going to be future proofing your brand. Mm-hmm. And every every I, I see thousands of decks. I see all I, I, I have an appetite to peruse globally what's going on. I see a lot of heat coming out of the US, um, Central and South America, UK, Europe. You know, and so having that kind of global view of what's going on it's it is happening mm. and really smart companies like um you know the big the big you just got to watch where the money flows mm. i think that's with everything that's mm. um 
even with this election, you know, watching sports bet, who's <laughs> yeah. where's, where's what's yeah. the money, yeah. you know? And so there's, there's there's billions of dollars being poured into the mm-hmm. infrastructure right now. Like when we made our first internet calls, or we were communicating in the, in the early days on the internet, if we had different servers, we couldn't speak to each other. If you're mm-hmm. AOL or you know whatever it was, but and and then they worked out, oh, how can they all speak mm-hmm. together, you know? And then mm-hmm. so all this infrastructure layer one, two, three, all this middleware stuffs emerging now. And the environment is opening up mm-hmm. and the money is flowing. So yeah. it's the thing is that all the information is so freely available on Twitter. It's mm. it's extraordinary the amount of information yeah. that you can get yeah. for free. Yeah. I'd say if you're interested, that's mm-hmm. the best place to start. Mm-hmm. Really start to tune into who are the, the loudest voices. Mm-hmm. Who um, Listen, they have these things called Twitter hangs where mm-hmm. people just – you can tune in and listen to all the top artists, all the top technologists. They're they're having like board meetings in an open Twitter forum. It's extraordinary. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. like a, I've come from a really closed background and a corporate background right now to let's just tell everyone our secrets and see yeah. how that works and how it's we all can, collaborative, right? How can we it's co open. co-create mm-hmm. and and it's such a great way because if you give me a whole lot of stuff, I'm gonna mm-hmm. then think you're awesome and mm-hmm. want to buy your stuff later that down the track. And I, yeah, and I love yeah. that. And I think you know you've made a couple of really really good points there, but it's coming. It's happening. And I think a really important message for a lot of people out there, but obviously our main purpose is to encourage more women into the world of Web3. Just get on board, be a part of it. Three months ago, I did not know what an NFT was. And I think that's actually the beauty of the space. Get involved, learn as you go, because no one is an expert. Everyone's learning, it is ever evolving, and it's okay to not know and ask the basic questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're you're right. The younger generations are going to have no issue with it at all. They've grown up with it. My daughter the other day laughed when I told her we didn't have iPads at school. And she was like, well, how did you learn, mommy? Um, <laughs> and it's just, um, it's going to be so interesting to see how it continues mm. to grow and evolve. Um, in terms of like our sort of generation, like your friendship groups, what what do you feel have been the main objections to your 50 favourites yeah. wanting to enter the space? Because Georgie and I are actually really passionate about making sure that we get educational content out there, but the right stuff, right? Mm. What do people in our age groups want to know in order to get them on board, get them into the space as mm. quickly as possible? Well, I've, I've had everything from the first one. Uh, I think I think it was someone said, oh, are you making this up? What are your bad ideas? <laughs> yeah. Look, there's been a lot from a from a, from a woman's perspective. There's been a lot of pushback about the environmental impact, yeah. and we've done mm. heaps of deep deep dives as a group looking at that, looking at you know proof of work, proof of stake. A lot of this stuff's being being solved out as we go, mm-hmm. and they're really real concerns and really mm-hmm. important concerns. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think all the all the kind of misinformation that gets put out there about gaming in general, mm-hmm. like you know, you, as you know. A lot of mothers uh, and women are concerned about you hear things about like rapes in Decentraland and 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 my my thing always was look these things are going to happen and it's going to be worse if women aren't in there yeah. having yes. a say yeah. and yes. developing and making sure things are safe and the you know we we urgently have to do this and we and then I I really push it right down to you know a lot, a lot of people there's a lot of kind of intergenerational wealth transfer happening yeah. at the yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. And so really in my generation, so it's a really important time to get gatekeepers 
that who are deploying capital are, are, are really doing it in a very intelligent way. Yeah. And so um, to really start to think about, okay, you know, what are how do these investment structures work? Mm-hmm. What what do these investment assets look like? Mm-hmm. You know, and I've spent a lot of time over the last six months really understanding the the regulatory frameworks. Uh, you know how high net worth individuals and sophisticated investors can deploy capital in a way that's really um, going to solve our you know our, our future concerns uh, you know around social impact environment yeah. you know and I'm not saying these things are exclusively female concerns however we have seen a government that has been very male dominated mm-hmm. almost destroy that those mm-hmm. kind of pathways so there, there's a big um, impetus on like on on private enterprise to solve out mm-hmm. some of these big problems, and I, and I think that if we can understand how to deploy capital and then how to 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 do it in a way that's really effective to use the technology to to solve these problems, and that's I forgot to mention that's that's one of the main reasons I really love Web three as well is the social impact, the way that smart contracts can be written mm-hmm. yeah. to really support the creators, mm-hmm. like. In this country, it's just it's just disgusting what's happened to the arts mm-hmm. from from you know from the, the they tried to destroy the Australia Council and you know really they, the the well I don't want to be political but the, the government of the day <laughs> has actively sought to destroy independent artists from from musicians to painters to creators to galleries and you know and one of my my lifelong um, loves has been you know stealing for the rich giving to the poor which which normally are the artists, and, mm-hmm. and, and imagine, like, the world that we c- could create because the world is created in an mm-hmm. image. That means that we can, we can unmake it and then remake it. And yeah. that's a, that's a mm-hmm. massive bl- – like, this, mm-hmm. is, this is the biggest opportunity we've mm-hmm. had since, you know, the Renaissance yeah. to do something like that. Yeah. And uh, everything I you're saying is just, like, it's so exciting. <laughs> I think, really like – so passionate about, yeah. like – Female financial ind- independence yeah, absolutely. is one of those things that just got me fired up about yeah. this space. And this is why, like, so with the sisterhood, we're building out a school, right? Because education is so important for, for Pam and I. Like, this is how we, this is why we're in the position we're in, because we've constantly learned and we've had a very open mind to new things. And I just, I, I really want to encourage women to, to keep learning, to keep growing, to keep educating themselves not just in Web3 space, but all areas of their life, you know, finances, you know, health, you know, just just how to raise more conscious children. We've got like a, a motherhood course in there as well, but just, just to really help women in particular because now more than ever, we need women in this space because like you said, it's like, you know, women are being like, oh, I don't agree with that because of this, this and this. Well, if you don't agree with that and if you turn your back on it, it's going to get worse. So you have to get involved in this. It is actually crucial because I can really, what my fear is, is this this divide is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and the wealth is going to go, like you say, to all of the middle-aged white men and we just cannot have that happen again that happened in web two it cannot happen in web three and just touching on that i think yeah and i love i love all of that and it's so true and what i've learned from web two is that burnout is real yeah. you know mental yeah. health is real yeah. you know kindness is is so important is yeah. respect you know mm-hmm. bringing in all these values that that you know women need to be nurtured and mm-hmm. and I, I think that web three is really shining a light on that in all of the groups oh, yeah. i'm in everyone's always checking in how's your mental health you mm-hmm. know gm what's happening like you know mm-hmm. and, and 
and physical health and all and and family health and yeah. care like yeah. the, the caring economy mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm really interested mm-hmm. how tokenomics can solve out you know universal childcare. yeah yes. yes you start, start yeah. talking about this with women like this yeah. is what we can do yeah yeah and 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 have this care economy if, you, mm-hmm. if we're caring for aging parents if we're caring for our children or ourselves or you know communities like it's it's about saying if everyone says you know let's put let's put a economic value on caring mm-hmm. the world would just turn upside down overnight mm-hmm. and this is what can happen in these worlds we're creating as long as we have the attention and the roadmap and the utility yeah it, it becomes like mm-hmm. this this place where we can change our values yeah. yes you know? and I, I love that um uk economist i think is it kate Rowworth, who's the donut economy you know like bringing living within our means you know mm-hmm. like creating a better future for the planet mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. if, if you think about web3 it's being able to do that mm-hmm. and to challenge the status quo and what we're seeing is we're seeing women in australia are getting paid you know, something like 20% less than men. Mm-hmm. You know, it's disgusting. Like I heard this morning on the radio, they're saying, oh, there's more, you know, w- w- women uh, involved in the workforce, but that's part-time and, um, and very poorly paid. Oh, we see it all the time. Yeah. Right? Your, yeah. we've, got, we've got a recruitment business and we genuinely can speak to some businesses and we speak to multiple people in the same teams. And we know that some of the men that are doing the exact same jobs are earning 20, 30K more than the female. Mm. Uh, it's, yeah. It's, it's out there for all to see. It's so I think we I think teach. the key message is we have to work together, and yes. I love the concept of co-creating mm. that we that we're all going to make it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and even if that is like me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to make it. And it's about it's about thinking about the whole instead of the self. Like a, a lot of the mistakes that were made in Web two was around greed mm. and franking credits and environmental, um, you know, destruction in a catastrophic way. So we have to rethink our world. And, and so everything that we, that we see in the physical world, we can see in the, in the metaphysical meta, metaverse, you know. And mm. so I think the more we anchor it in, in IRL experiences, yes. the more we anchor it in this, this kind of stuff, mm. the face-to-face mm. and the tangible, mm. I think we'll get more women in. Mm. And really flipping the lens, you know, I think there's – I, that's why I think NFTs are, are much more kind of robust and interesting. Like pure crypto can, you know, mm. you think crypto bro, you think some guy mm. eating donuts and Doritos <laughs> and drinking Coke, <laughs> just like. <laughs> and then, you know, and I have been in these horrific Discord environments where <laughs> people just assume you're a bro and yeah. just start, you know, broing you down. <laughs> yeah. The bro. It's just bro all about flipping, making money. You know, it's just ugly and, yeah, you know, good. boob gags and, you know, oh. it's just, I mean, I'm talking probably, you know, they're 22-year-old blokes in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's not, you're not going to take like, like a, you know, that, that kind of view. So we'll, that's why we've got to get in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, it's not scary. It's mm-hmm. fun. It's like if we, can, if we can think about at a macro level what we can do mm-hmm. and the, the feels of that yeah. and, you know, bringing that into it. Um, and leaders like yourselves, like it's so wonderful what you're doing, you know, like you're really, you're paving the way, you're shining mm-hmm. the torch, education mm-hmm. is key. Mm-hmm. And I think also what I learned with my group that I dragged, um, <clears throat> you know, 
like making education accessible to yes. women means they're very you know women are very busy they're multitasking mm-hmm. how can I do this in a, in a really full life like so mm-hmm. is it you know sound bites and smaller grabs that lead you to you know longer reads which leads you to mm-hmm. you know ultimately right. coding your own smart contracts like yeah right, you know and it's it's not that big, big of a gap yeah and absolutely. um and I, I'd love to think about how we get younger women in too you know like um yeah it's it's i think it's 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 the kind of the whole electric vehicle thing you know everyone wants one but Mm. they're too expensive it's hard Mm. to get into that market but like once enough people get into it like it Mm. you know um the the price comes down it it gets demystified and everyone's got one so it's Mm. it's kind of like i think the more creators we get in female creators we get in like Mm. the world of women and bffs and the Mm. surge and um alpha chicks and women with weapons and sad girls like all of a sudden you know representation matters absolutely Absolutely. yeah i mean i've I've found it so inspiring um i'm following every single one of those projects yeah surge women new one for today yeah but it is it's it's inspiring it's uplifting and women do bring so much value to the table Mm -hmm. and so many different wonderful attributes um and I'm, I'm really excited to see where it all goes. And it does it does need to be pushed, like, you know. Like, it does. It's not just going to happen. Maybe you'll, you'll find a gentler way than just... <laughs> oh, I don't know. Dragging them in. Drag them in. <laughs> but if, if yeah. it has to happen, yeah. it has to happen, we've got to kick a few doors in. We've got to kick yeah. a few doors in. Correct. And I think you're right. I think getting out there, you know, getting the brand name out there, doing the In Real Life events, which we're going to be doing in a few weeks' time. And, you know, these are important because you're going to get women in a room. You're going to be, you know, hopefully speaking to people like yourself, you know, who's going to be basically saying... I think what women get fired up about is when you talk about, like, you know, the younger generation, you know, the the gender gaps, you know, why it's a boys' club in Web 2 and can't be that in Web 3. Women will get passionate about that and then they'll get behind those women-led projects. They'll make noise. I do honestly believe that when women come together, we can be so freaking powerful. Mm. Look, so I mean, powerful. look what's happening in the US right now. It's petrifying. And that's not – if you know, if men could have yeah. babies – Mm. That wouldn't be happening. There'd be mm. drive-through abortions at, at yep. McDonald's. Correct. Oh, you bet. And there's echoing of that here. So now more than ever, we have to unite, and we and we you know and we have to really. Why? Okay, I just. Why is this? Like, do you think there is this? Like, do you think because we're rising? That there are some, that there are people out there that just sort of want us to keep keep playing small. Like, is it's just fascinating to me how we're starting to kind of make moves, yet there's other things that are trying to keep well, us. Absolutely, down. we are we are brainwashed by this yeah. toxic patriarchy. Yeah, and I even myself all the time, I check myself, I check I check yeah. my my bias, and it's real, yeah. it's there, yeah. and I'm a yeah. raging feminist. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> 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 I'm a raging feminist. <laughs> And I'm getting fired up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really annoying. Like yeah. you think yeah. the way that we were trained at university and then at mm. you know in in corporations driving yeah. for success. You know mm. all these kind of masculine traits yes. have been and and also when you take someone with ultimate privilege and most of my male friends fall into this category including mm. my family um, when you have someone with all the privilege in the world and you take a tiny, tiny bit away and you're asking them to cede some ground, they feel terribly done by. Mm-hmm. The world's against me. This is, oh, yeah. this is terrible. The world's holding it. Oh, it's but literally all we're saying is, you know, can you, can you move a little bit to the left to, to make a little bit of room because mm-hmm. you actually have all the privilege. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they don't like it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. look at Tim Wilson, Josh Frydenberg. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look at what's happening with Scott Morrison. Mm-hmm. Like... I've been um, volunteering for the Zoe Daniels campaign, the Independent, and it's it's extraordinary what 
how men can respond. Not all men, but men with power. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like it is hard. I found it myself because I've been doing a lot of – I've been testing myself as a white privileged woman and working with, um, you know, Indigenous artists and poets mm-hmm. and and it's hard to step back and give someone else the mic. If you've got the mic, mm. you know, like you've got, it's great. You've got everything going on. Then, like, oh, hang on. The most, probably the most interesting and more powerful voice to listen to in the world today is the black woman's voice. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and when I, when you do step back, which takes courage and you give the mic, it's like, holy shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. what I can learn from that, you know, yeah. but then that makes me think, well, then it's even harder as a man because mm. you've got more privilege. Right. But we, but the you know, so yeah. how do we bring indigenous knowledge mm. into even the creation of the community? Mm. Like I'm fascinated by the kinship models and mm. bringing indigenous learning into architecture and we're building mm. worlds in the metaverse. So mm. we need to know how to architect it in a, mm. you know, in a way that, that brings indigenous wisdom. Absolutely. Like, it's and because that's the voice we never hear, and that's the yes. key, probably, to our yeah. existence. Our very Absolutely. Like, like literally, the mate, the matriarchal kinship system of Indigenous Australia. They 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 hold all the secrets to the environment, to the yeah. woes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we've shut them out and blocked them out, and we're we're still we're still taking their children away, putting them in prison when they're ten. Mm-hmm. All of this, and you know, these are issues we need to solve mm-hmm. in the metaverse. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and actually. One of the women I'm working with, um, Melia Munungo, who's who's one of the best hip hop slam poetry champions of Australia, she adores the metaverse. Yeah. Like she sees this instantly as a way to create interge- intergenerational wealth for her children, mm-hmm. like, and she sees it as a way to inspire her entire community. She's from um, Northeast Arnhem Land. Mm-hmm. Wow! Mm-hmm. And they're artists, you know, and poets, and their ideas, and and imagine if we could use this technology to elevate. Yeah, and absolutely. Change the world. And we will. will. And I, I genuinely think that. The, the metaverse in itself and Web3 can be a really scary place and it can be just women are just like holding back from getting involved in it. However, the positive social impact that women will have by having a seat at the table, mm-hmm. the, we, we just need to get we need to get more women into the space. Look, absolutely. And you know what? When I first entered the, the metaverse, I got spat out. <laughs> I went in there fast. Like, yeah. I'm like, boy, oh, I said to my sister, oh, I've just been spat out of the metaverse. Oh, <laughs> and then I'm like, like no, you got to get back in there. And even yep. myself, who understands, like, mm. who have been part of this, you know, technology world, traveled the world. I've raised millions of dollars. I've I've won satellites. I've I've had petabytes of data. You know, and still, mm. it's confronting. And and even now, like working with some of the top investors in the space, like we we all say, mm. even though we're steeped and deeply in the space, we're still confused and mm-hmm. and inspired but also it's it's because it's all happening at the same time we're falling we're jumping off the cliff and it's and it's all falling forming still mm-hmm. with super alpha this is a great time to come in you're not yeah. too late and and yeah. that's the best message mm-hmm. if i was you know to just to say one thing i'd say get in there and just have a go you know Absolutely. like just get amongst it mm-hmm. and open your mind slightly like mm-hmm. just open the door a little bit and just even if it's just one element you want to learn about if you want to think about it from a human rights perspective or from you know saving the the arts industry in australia or <laughs> um 
and for me, it's re- it's about that artsiness, but it's also about solving out this care economy because it's mm. so it's so close to my heart, yeah. and that's what's missing in the world. You know, so we all this all this caring that's happening that's not seen and not economically re- rewarded. Yeah. And if we could do that, you know, like imagine if you could if if through just simply by caring, you're earning um, intergenerational wealth. Correct. Imagine that. Well, let's imagine that and let's make it happen. Liza, it's been an absolute pleasure. I could honestly sit here and talk to you all day, like just get fired up and passionate about all these topics, but (laughs) conscious of everyone's time. So, but thank you so much for doing this today. It's been absolutely wonderful talking to you. And uh, my inner feminist is roaring right now. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll just say, I'll say to your women, good women of the metaverse, come, come and have a chat, have a cuppa, Mm. come to the sisterhood Mm. uh, club. And I'll be here and, you know, I'd love to help. Perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah, come join our Discord because uh, we'll get Liza in chatting all things metaverse and things. <laughs> so thank you so much. And um, I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. And if you did, please give a little share on your social. And if you have time, please leave a review. And I hope to see you next time. Take care.